Morning, bro. Morning, bro. How you doing? I am well, and yourself? Oh, I, I, you know, I'm creaking around, uh, looking, looking forward to the, uh, the greatness of another day in uh, North Central Pennsylvania. You know, we had snow flurries yesterday. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah it's, a, it's pretty, pretty humorous. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I, I know it was like 80 there yesterday, so uh, I, I feel, I, I, I'm sure you feel my pain. It's been pretty chilly in the mornings. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's probably been 50, yeah. Yeah, it's like in the mid-40s. Whew, man, don't, oh, wow, that's vicious. I don't know how you survive, yeah. It's tough, it's, it's uh, tough. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it probably is, yeah. Okay, so, um. I'm I'm going to pause here uh, because uh, the the sound is uh, is booming. So let let me just stop and we'll restart here. Okay, we're we're back and hopefully it'll be a little better. But you know, technology is uh, our tech crew just isn't up to snuff this morning, John. Slacking. So, hey, yeah, well, you know, it's Friday, second of April. They if, if they're their minds are elsewhere. So, all right, John, lots, lots and lots and lots to talk about in terms of sports. So we probably ought to get on it here. Um, let, let, let's open with a discussion of the obvious brothers bracket, which uh, yours came crashing down as you slept um, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, and uh, at this point, it is uh, uh, burnt. Berminator and I are tied for first, and uh, the only one who can beat us, well, no, uh, the the person who is going to win if we don't is Swerve, who has Gonzaga winning the national championship, and we don't. So uh, that is the current status. There's been lots of talk about sending out uh, T-shirts before... uh, you know, the, the final game, uh, Bermany, uh, no, Swerve claims he's got this one. So, so John, anything to say about uh, current bracket status? Uh, yeah, mine definitely came down in flames, as you said. Um, a big upset of uh, UCLA over Michigan in that offensive uh, display. <laughs> Hey, hey, John, did I forward you the, the tweet where, where somebody put up 51-49? At least there's hope in the second half. Uh, yeah, things, <laughs> things can change in the second half. Things yeah. can change in the second, right, yeah. So uh, because, because uh, for those of you who weren't paying attention, Gonzaga had 49 in the first half of their game in the first part of that doubleheader. So uh, 51-49 did not seem undoable for a game, did it, John? If you're Gonzaga, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Gonzaga's so, still putting up a lot of points. I guess they are hell-bent on making me look like a fool. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Well, John, that's kind of why we had the broadcast, so so the public can see that, too. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a little... Yeah. I, I'm sorry for that one. That was a cheap shot. Low-hanging fruit. Okay, so, so, so but, but yeah, John, John and Michigan winning it all. Which uh, you know it was when, when you don't have it when they don't make the final four kind of looks bad. Of course, my team lost in the second round, Illinois. So uh, and uh, right now the Gonzaga pick not only looks good from a betting perspective, 
But uh, that's the uh, n- nobody in our bracket has uh, left has anybody else. Nobody took Houston. Nobody took Baylor to win it all. So the, uh, the Obvious Brothers bracket didn't exactly cover all the possibilities, John. So they did not. Okay. So um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John. You, uh, games tomorrow night, John. How excited are you about this Final Four? Um. I guess moderately excited. I mean, it's kind of a bummer. I, I, this has got to be one of the, I'm sure it's not, but it's one of the rare times I've, I've ever not had a single team in the final four. So that I picked for my brackets. So that, that usually takes away a little bit of the juice, but um, Gonzaga has been the best team all season long. They got a chance at, at making history at being, you know, the first undefeated team since 1976. So, uh, there's some, there's some juice and there's some excitement. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Houston, we got two teams from Texas. Uh, one is guaranteed to be in the, uh, yeah, in the final game. It's been a, it's been a minute since that's happened. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, John. Uh, but, uh, who knew uh, Texas is a basketball power? And I thought the the odd shaped ball was the game that you guys were all so hep on. But no, you know it's. Uh, the Final Four doesn't look that way, right? Now, there's a lot of talented athletes in this state, and there's some pretty good baseball players that come out of this state as well. Yeah, well, that that's true too, right? Uh, but but that's that's less surprising than basketball because Texas, you can play pretty much outside all year, so uh, mm-hmm. uh, which gives you an advantage in things like baseball and golf. But but n- n- never mind that. So. Uh, Baylor versus Houston, John. Who do you root for? Oh, I can tell you right now that is a no-brainer. Is it? I will not root for Calvin Sampson or any team that he coaches. Ah, ah, the old IU. Oh, the oh, the old IU thing. Ah, yeah. Well, let me let me just say, you know, part of my asking about the Final Four was this whole. Uh, you you won't root for Calvin Sampson, the former uh, IU uh, coach. Uh, who got dismissed under a cloud? I'll just put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess that it probably could go even stronger than that, but we'll just go with that. On the other hand, in my house, they will not root for Baylor. So, uh, so uh, for first, uh, well, for, first the uh, the background, the religious background of the university uh, would put them off, and then the uh, series of uh, uh, sexual harassment uh, type uh, yeah. charges against them that nobody bothered to do anything about for years. Uh, I think I think that's really the nail in the coffin. So so no, they they actively root against Baylor in all sports uh, at all times. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so 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 that game that game is problematic here uh the uh, in terms of ha- in rooting interest uh and in the other game you know i have gonzaga in the final game and it'll be interesting to see what i my heart really does once the game starts i i may end up i have a feeling i'm going to end up rooting for ucla just because you know i used to root for ucla back in the day and the whole underdog thing kind of you know, has a certain vibe to it, but that, that yeah. one—that one's going to be a challenge too, because I, I think Gonzaga is good, and I'd kind of like to see history made after 
however many years. I, I can't do the math and don't ask me to. A lot of Almost years. And, yeah. So so that's so before the year I was born, I'll put it that way. So the year you were born. So you can do the math, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well that's uh yeah. Uh so so there you go. So John, uh, the line it is the biggest uh, spread in the history of the Final Four. In, in yeah, fourteen the, points. Fourteen points. Okay. So here we go, John. Uh, for those of you keeping track at home, uh, John was under five hundred last weekend, and I was one game over five hundred last weekend. So uh, do not use your money on what we're about to do. Right. Right, John. Correct. Uh huh. So, so John, what, what do you got? Gonzaga cover? No, I'm gonna take the Bruins. Okay. Uh, I, I'm rooting for the. I mean, for the same reason. I mean, I've got. You know, not only was the last team that went undefeated was the Indiana Hoosiers, so I'd kind of like to keep that streak alive. Um, oh, you're doing the Miami Dolphins thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. And the underdog factor for UCLA is definitely uh, kind of kind of cool. It's actually a lot cool. Yeah. And then another very storied program. So yeah, uh, that hasn't very been very uh, storied lately. Storied in the last right close to a decade. So 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 John, I, I heard you went to bed and probably missed this. Uh, a very funny story. They asked one of the players on UCLA about what a big deal this was getting to the Elite Eight. And he says, dude, uh, you know, I go to UCLA. They don't put a banner up in the rafters unless you win the national championship. <laughs> That's a good, very good point. You go, yeah, well, yeah, when you got 11 of them, you know, Elite Eights aren't, aren't impressive, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to No, no, no. There've been there've been a lot of Final Fours too, as on on top of that. Uh, the other game, Houston. Houston is a seven point underdog, or is it less than that now? What do you got? I got it right in front. Five. Five. Okay. So so we th that's uh, obviously a more uh, interesting game. And by the way, I I think I hate I'm, I'm going to take Gonzaga and give the points. So, yeah, uh, because, because it, it does not look like when we pick the same team, uh, it, it, it's a good pick. So, uh, okay. So, so Baylor, Baylor minus five, John. I'll, I'll take Baylor to cover. You'll take Baylor to cover. Yeah. So will I, uh, so what, what a terrible thing. So uh, Houston wins. So Houston will probably be in the final against UCLA, and I wonder if I should be watching. Uh, yeah. So so. Uh, there you go. That brings another question. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know the ratings haven't been necessarily all that great. Um, they were they were up over the weekend. Well, it's because they didn't have a bunch of goofy goofy games, but yeah, you know, better times. The what do you think? Who who's the uh, Who's CBS rooting for? Oh, they're rooting for Gonzaga Baylor, as we all should be. All right. Two yeah, best, two best teams most of the year, uh, and uh, I, I think that's the game everyone wants to see. I think, uh, 
if they get Houston, uh, UCLA, uh, it will be a very low rating, I think. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree, with the exception of maybe the lower half of the state of Texas might help pick it up a little bit. Yeah, Houston's a big market, but uh, I, I think most of the rest of Texas and the country doesn't care about about Houston. So That's accurate. Okay, so we, we went through the spread. So how do you see the games playing, John? Not that I think we figured this out yet, but... Yeah, I've been pretty rough on all these. Um, so, so I mean, you know, I'll, just, I'll, I'll start you off with a simple question. Is it Gonzaga scoring 49 in the first half, or is the final score 51-49, John? Well, I think, I mean, it, it's, they can't let Gonzaga score 80 to 90 points. UCLA, I don't think we'll have it. I mean, they'll get run out of the gym if, if, if that's the case. So it would have to be more of a lower scoring game and that, you know, for UCLA to win in the somewhere in the 60s, I think, for both teams. Yeah. Whereas I think the Houston Baylor game could get could be pretty high scoring. You're, I mean, like a one fifty over under, which I I don't see any over unders anywhere. Have you seen any of those? Uh, yeah, I did, but uh, you know, I've slept since then. To quote my partner, yeah. So yeah, uh, but but uh, I think both Baylor and Houston are supposed to play good defense. So I I don't. I just think I think Baylor's guards are 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 just too good for for what Houston's had based on the games I've seen so far, and uh, I think the two underdogs both kind of like to play rock fight kind of games, low scoring, and and I just don't know that the uh, the two number one seeds uh, are going to put up with that. You know, there are lots of complaints about the Baylor game. Uh, the other night, Monday night, in the, in the last 10 minutes, maybe, of the game, they didn't really run an offense so much as they cleared out for one of the guards to take people. And, of course, it worked. They ended up winning the game. But uh, uh, there, there were, I heard several people say uh, they, they did not think that was really a great move. But, uh, you know, they, they've got guys who can do that. So, and, and I think that's a big advantage uh come, come uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. I, I think the pro- problem with, with the Gonzaga-UCLA game, going back to that game and the score, is uh, Gonzaga has too many scores. And uh, and UCLA, you, you know what's a uh, – uh, Zhang had more than – he had 28 of their 51 points, John. So uh, didn't really spread it around a lot and – they don't. They don't have a lot of guys that are going to put up a lot of a lot of uh, points. So, uh, yeah, they they got to keep it low. And as you said, you know, I'm not even sure 70s. It's got to be in the 60s, I think, for UCLA to win. And nobody's held yeah. nobody's held Gonzaga to that. So, uh, so yeah, they've got their definitely got their their work cut out for them. But they've uh, shocked us all the way through. Yeah, I, I, they're 11 seed, and uh, none of us had them winning uh, the third game of this run. So uh, yeah, they've they've won they've won five games, and I had them winning the first. Well, I did not have them winning the opening game even. So uh, I'll admit that, though I did pick them to win the second game. I thought BYU was a was overseeded. So uh, and so did you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so to your credit, John, uh, in the uh, whatever it was called, the Elite Eight game, uh, you took UCLA, and you're, you've gotten a bunch of points out of it, but not quite enough, probably, huh? No, as you said, I think you you did the math for me, which is was very kind of you to crush my hopes and dreams and make sure I was aware that there was pretty much no way I was going to make money. Yeah, well, that's why I'm here, bro. Dream, dream, dream crusher. Yeah. Well, everybody ahead of you, and it probably makes sense as UCLA. So uh, to accumulate points, uh, you know, you you had to have somebody like that, right? Yeah, I guess maybe. I think you and I are going to need to have a. Maybe we'll have to have a pod conversation about how to pick teams for that, that yeah. event next year. It's well, well kind of interesting. Well, John, the, the problem is I, I still have no idea. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll just have to make something up, which would never have occurred ever in this uh, podcast history. So, right, right. So I did uh, just a real quick. I have an update on the over unders in the games. Yeah. Um, Houston Baylor is at one thirty four and a half, and so, UCLA Gonzaga is at one forty five and a half. So. They're looking at uh, right around 65, 70 for the Houston and Baylor game and right around 80 to, you know, 75 to 70 for the uh, UCLA-Gonzaga game. Okay, and everybody who's listening, you now know not to trust John in terms of math uh, off the top of his head. So, okay, uh, yeah, how, they, how they do. How is that wrong? How we, 70, yeah. 65 is 135 and 75 70 is 145. Well, you said you said 80 to 70. Well, that which still works. It's 150. Well, it's then not, I corrected myself. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. You, you don't start with 80, but I get. Well, I guess if it's 14, 80 to 66 is pretty close, right? It's right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not thrilled. I, I think, uh, well, the under has been, uh, a, a real money winner throughout this tournament, John. So yeah. I, 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 I like the, uh, the over in the Gonzaga game and the under in the other game. Oh, uh, no, let me think. I think I'd go under in both. When I think about 80 to 66, I just... Well, UCLA is going to slow it down some and and probably not score 66 points. So, um, there, there okay. you go. Yeah. Okay. And you? And you? I would – I'll take the over in the Houston-Baylor game and the under in the Zags-Bruins game. Okay. All right. So, there there you know, know how to lose your money, everybody. And uh, and we'll, we'll push on. John uh, – uh, let's see, 19 minutes in, uh, you hired a new basketball coach. Yes, we did. Yeah. Were you surprised, John? I was. Um, it seemed like a pretty kind of a out of the blue, um, shot that dark at first. And, uh, now I think it's, you know, I feel like it's coming up as a, I think it's going to be a pretty good hire. Uh-huh. I mean, it, We'll see. I mean, of course, everybody's filled with optimism at, at the beginning, but he's a good – I think he's kind of a player's coach. 
I think it's kind of a good idea to get a guy from the NBA if we want to try and keep TJD, which still doesn't mean he's going to and doesn't kind of look like he's going to. But, um, yeah, you hire from a former player, kind of get that juice flowing. He's won a national championship. Yeah. But he was on the 86 team? No, he was on the 81 team. He played with Isaiah, right? Uh, I thought he graduated in 90. Really? Yeah, I you know, I've slept since then, John, so uh, Okay. Yeah. I so, thought he was on I thought he was older than that. I didn't really uh, Well, you 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 can you can look while while we talk. Uh, uh John, uh, do you feel good that you got your coach before the Texas and uh, North Carolina jobs open? Well, I don't think he was going to go to either of those schools. Well, that, well, that's true, but but yeah, I think you ducked the question there, John. Uh, I, I I sent you that article we talked about earlier, and the and the whoever wrote it said. These IU grads, uh, who are the possibilities, and Woodson's name was on there. Uh, IU doesn't have to worry about you know other places going after them, but uh, I don't. I don't think anybody else was uh, hot after Mike Woodson or Randy Whitman or uh, Steve Alford uh, even at this point. So, um, but but he was did, with the Hoosiers from '76 to '80. Oh, so I, I was a decade off. Yeah, so he played on on the set, on the undefeated team, or at least he was a part of the team. He was a freshman that year. I don't know how much he played, but uh, yeah, um, not much, uh, uh, if at all. Uh, let, let me. Uh, um, so, so you back to the question, John. Are you are you happy you got your coach before the uh, the big boys got into the pool? Yeah, I mean, in reality, I guess yes. Okay. To answer your question bluntly, yeah. Uh, because like said, because he wasn't going there, but you know it would have been tough to pull um, a potential hire from one of those two schools. Right. Well, and you wanted Chris Beard to come, and now you see what it takes to get Chris Beard to move out from Texas Tech, right? Yeah. Which you know I had said there's no way he was leaving the state, let alone I didn't think he'd leave Tech. But then you go for some, they roll out the dump truck and back up the Brinks truck and. There you go. Well, and and he is a, a Texas alum, so I'm sure he's probably spent nights laying awake saying, "I'd love to go back there." Just guys are like that, and so that that probably helped uh, lure him out of Tech, where lots of other jobs wouldn't. He was already the fourth highest paid coach in the country, so as you say, uh, back up the Brinks truck, so. Uh, so, John, uh, the uh, Roy Williams announced he's retiring yesterday. Uh, I, I, obviously, a great basketball coach has three national championships, nine hundred wins. Um, he's going to be tough to replace. I mean, he's seventy years old, so you knew it was coming someday. But, uh, gee, John, what what does North Carolina do to to follow uh, follow Roy Williams? I don't. That's a good question. And who wants to follow him? <clears throat> I mean that's. I mean you got to be. You you can go there and win a lot of basketball games, John. Yeah, you can go there and win a lot of basketball games and still not uh, live up to Roy's status. 
Well, and and actually, I I think although they talk about Dean Smith like he's a a, a demigod, I I think Roy had a better run. Yeah, I, I think so. I because I, I had much tougher climate. Well, and and I don't think Dean Dean didn't end up winning three national titles, did he? Well, I don't think, you know, he went a long time without winning one. I think the Jordan team was the first team he, he won one with. So, uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, some speculation that the guy from UNC Greensboro, who is a former North Carolina player, kind of like IU did, they seem to be wanting to look for, uh, they probably are looking in-house, so to speak, somebody from the, the sky blue uh, uh, family, but uh, there aren't a lot of those guys who've gone into coaching uh, over the years. Uh, in the last last few years, anyway, you know, there was a time there was a whole bunch of them, but not so much anymore. Correct. Yeah, it, uh, it it's right up there with the best jobs in college basketball. Oh yeah. So the dean, <clears throat> the dean won. 879 games and two national championships and 11 final fours. Yeah, a, a lot of final fours. Yeah, I remember that. But he came up, you know, he, he spent a lot of his career trying to get that first one. So he, Williams had more national championships and, and more total wins in his career. Yep. So, uh, yeah, two, two tough guys to follow. Uh, you know, it's a goes back a long way uh that that tradition at north carolina so we'll we'll be interested to see what they do and um they're not texas in terms of acting like they'll spend whatever but maybe they will and, and maybe they won't have to but uh it will be very interesting to see who ends up with that job yes very interesting yeah okay uh john baseball season started yesterday Cubs are oh. 0-1 against the worst team in Major League Baseball. Oh, Project yeah. the worst team in Major League Baseball. Uh, potentially the worst team in Major League. Uh, that, that's all right, John. It's only opening day. Uh, funny things to say, say John. Uh, for some reason, uh, they, they thought it was a good idea to open the season April 1st with a, a night game in Boston. Amazing, <laughs> amazingly, that did not work out for them, John. So they had to to postpone. It was the first day, maybe ever, they, they were, were playing this up like it was a big deal. That all all t- all the teams played were supposed to play yesterday, and of course, between the weather and COVID, that didn't happen. So, uh, kind of funny uh, that. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is appropriate that COVID is one of the reasons they didn't get everybody playing yesterday. Yeah, you you do not have big hopes for your cubbies this year, huh? No, no. I but I've seen I've seen some decent projections for them. Not like they're they're terrible. Uh, from what I've, I've seen, eighty eighty two. No in, way. No way. You're taking the under. I'll take the under. You're taking the under. So there you go. There's John's tip. Take take the Cubs and the under on the wins total for this year. If you can get 82 in the under, you're probably even you're better off, right, John? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so will uh, Bryant be a Cub uh, after the trade deadline? Uh, Rizzo, you mean? No, I, I, I keep seeing that it's Bryant who's going. Uh, I'm not sure either will be there. Ooh, wow. Okay. There, there, there is a bold prediction from Obvious John. Uh, I, I, Ob, Obvious John, um, I, I heard Rizzo, and this has kind of been a, 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 talk, a little bit of the talk and the talking heads. Uh, Rizzo told him that he wasn't going to sign a or negotiate a contract once the season started, and he's in the out year on his contract. What do you think of that, John? When guys say I I can't negotiate a contract during the season because Lindor did the same thing for the Mets. So two high end free agents said we get done before game time, April one, or well, of course Lindor hasn't actually started playing yet, or 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 done. Uh, they can't walk and chew gum at the same time, John. Or do you appreciate them acting like they have to concentrate on baseball so much they can't be thinking about their contract? Well, it is, well, uh, if, you know, well, John, you know, we, we've at various times considered considered jobs and everything. Do you say hold off on negotiations till the weekend? Because I can't think about anything else for a week. I, I got to do my job. I mean, well, and especially you know, it's not like his agent's doing most of the work anyway. So, I. I I think he set up an ultimatum and he said, Hey, we need to get this done before the season starts or we'll postpone it till after the season. Uh-huh. And he stuck to his guns. So I have, I honestly, I have no problem with that. Well, I just think it's kind of funny that you claim the season. Uh, and of course I, I think Dak did that, didn't he last year or, or somebody at the Cowboys one side said, we're not going to negotiate once the season starts. Right. That's correct. Right. Well, it's, it's always kind of funny to hear. But, but, of course, speaking of that, uh, you know, the Mets offered Lindor $325 million, supposedly, for 10 years uh, on Monday, John. He wants 385 right? He wants 385 over 12. So, John, when's the last time you countered a $325 million offer? <laughs> that would be, how about never? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, uh, I, it it takes some moxie, as as uh, the older generation would say. Yeah, it's pretty crazy the contracts that they get in Major League Baseball. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's playing this right. I think he should have taken the three twenty five and run. I think at the end of this season he might. I well, as I hear it, their great great hope is at the end of the year the Dodgers will want him. And that will drive the bidding up. But you know how many shortstops are free agents? Good shortstops are free agents at the end of the year? A lot. Uh, well, Seeger for the Dodgers, Story for the, the Rockies, Baez, I think, is uh, on his walk here. Uh, at least they talk like he is. Lindor, and I'm forgetting somebody, there was a fifth person who I didn't really think was was quite as great as those guys are but uh, uh, there, there is no shortage of high quality shortstops who are potentially free agents at the end of the season so uh, quite quite the gamble to leave 325 on the table 
which might be true okay. almost almost any time. John leaving three hundred twenty-five million dollars on the table is probably a a a, 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 a chancy thing to do. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty wild. Pretty wild. Okay, so so John, let's let's get to it. Let's let's talk predictions. Clearly, you're not picking the Cubs in the World Series. So who are you picking? We'll see how chalky John goes. You go first. I go first. See, okay, I'll do that. Well, I'm not going to go chalk. I'm going to pull a John. You know what that means? You're just going to pull one out of your ass? Oh, John, John, John. Yeah, I guess that would be one possible John. No, I'm going to go with the White Sox uh, out of the American League. And I'm going to go Braves out of the National League because I think they're due... They've got a really good team with a young core. They've won three divisions in a row, so they've got some experience. I think this is the year they get past the Dodgers and and do it. So, uh, White Sox, of course, have a, a, a very good young team. I don't want to really say great, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be rooting hard for them to do something and uh, follow up last year's playoff uh you know, spot with uh, with a better year uh, and and going deeper in the playoffs. So I'm White, White Sox Braves. Is what what I'm looking at, which okay. me, which means I, I did not go anywhere near chalk. I'm gonna go closer than you, but not that much closer. I'm gonna pick a couple teams that I wouldn't mind seeing in the World Series. Um, and one of them is. The Los Angeles Angels. Angels. <clears throat> I know that they're probably what where they rank like fifth, fourth, or fifth in the right. They they it is not clear they are the uh, they they're not necessarily a favorite to win the division. A lot of people have them making the playoffs, but uh, yeah. So so yeah. I would like. I mean, it's been like a million years since they've ever done anything really all that good. So okay. Yeah. Okay. And so that, that would be fun. Um, and as far as the National League goes, man. Yeah. The National League's tough, I think. I, I think maybe, maybe everybody, everybody, everybody thinks the National League's easy. Yeah. So. Uh, well, everybody I, wants to pick the Dodgers. Everybody thinks the Dodgers, but right. I mean, if I'm. If I'm not picking the Dodgers, which I don't want to pick them, then it gets a little tougher to pick that second well, team. Well, okay, that, that I will grant you that. I actually saw that Bill Plaschke uh, at the L.A. Times wrote a column uh, at the beginning of the week that this is the great, it might be the greatest Dodger team ever, and he <sighs> was predicting 120 wins. So, wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I guess if uh, you know you only play the Padres so many times, and you can probably whoop up on a whole lot of other teams, uh, that's possible. But uh, yeah, um, I, like you say, it's a little. I don't mind the Dodgers and everything, but uh, yeah, they they are definitely uh, put chalk in your mouth and that dry, dusty taste as you think <laughs> about as you think about picking them, right? Take the Padres. I mean, they spent just a ton of money and picked they, up a bunch of acquisitions. So they—they they did. I think everybody thinks they're the second best team. 
uh, in the National League at this point, having gone out and got a couple top-line pitchers, including one of yours. Uh, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. They were young and rambunctious last year. They're obviously not a whole lot older this year. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, they, they have a lot of potential. So uh, stuff, to, stuff to look for. Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah. And the big fades, you know, the chalk, the Dodgers and Yankees. Who Yankees both lost. Yeah, well, uh, I think the one team in the division that's likely to give the Yankees trouble is Toronto, who also spent a lot of money in the offseason. And you remember they made the playoffs last year in Buffalo. So they were they were decent last year, and I think they improved themselves. And uh, I'm not as thrilled with the Yankees' uh, moves in the off season as as Yankee fans seem to be. So I, I think they got a couple retreads uh, who they think are going go back to their uh, prime prime form. And uh, I, I'm gonna be interested to see if that turns out to be true. Yeah. So I think, I think Tor- Toronto might push them a little bit. I, hope so. uh, I, 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 I would like the Rays traditionally traditionally do a lot with nothing. I just think they made some. I mean, they gave up their number one starter. John let him go, and that's those those innings and wins are hard to uh, get back. Yeah, that's pretty typical thing that they do, though, right? Yeah, well, it it doesn't mean they win the very next year, but it's not the first yeah. first time they've. Let somebody go, but yeah, uh, uh, he was he was a big Snell was a big uh, a big gun and a big reason they were in the World Series last year and he's pitching for the Padres now, so uh, that can't be that can't be a good thing. Yeah, so should be it should be an interesting season. Uh, at this point, we have partial uh, attendance at every stadium. Uh, except for Ranger Stadium, where they, they're allowing 100%, huh, John? Only for the first game. Oh, is that right? Are <laughs> you sh- are you sure? <laughs> that was my understanding. If I, if I understood what I heard yesterday on the radio, that they were just going to do a full park for opening day, the home opener on Monday, and then they were going to cut it back to a bunch. Okay, so uh, I, I'm about to waste people's time on the podcast. You know, I was looking at tickets when I was there, John. Yeah. And and, and uh, first time I looked, they were uh, the cheapest seats on StubHub were 115 dollars, John. And then I looked, I looked last weekend, and I could get seats for the same day for 20 bucks. Really? Yeah. The I t- mean, they're bad. Well, it changed. Mean, the Rangers are going to be really bad, but that is. Isn't that the Yankees series? Right. Yeah. But so I, my, 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 my point is, I kind of thought that when I first looked, it, they were thinking partial attendance. I mean, something had to change amazingly, John, to suddenly have so yeah. many more tickets and everything. So, all right. Well, that's what we'll, we'll, we okay. will see in, in the land. Of, keep an eye on that. Okay. So, so, so John, uh, you know what next weekend is. And by the time we're, we're podcasting next Friday, uh, you'll be oh, in. Yeah. You'll be into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's tradition like no other. Oh, okay. So now you're now you're doing the uh, 
You're doing their ads for them, huh? Yeah. CBS can give us a little shout out if they want. Okay, yeah, that was the CBS. Uh, anyway, so so you got Paramount Plus? No, I don't. Ah, uh, okay. Is that the uh, only place I'm going to be able to watch uh, it? They keep advertising that they're doing stuff on Paramount Plus, so I, I don't know exactly what they're doing. So uh, but that that's we, we, we shouldn't spend too much time grinding on that, I don't think. So, so John, back in the day, uh, when he won in November, you said Dustin Johnson would be the favorite uh, come this week for the Masters. Are you still on Dustin Johnson? He hasn't been playing all that well, has he? Well, I don't know. He withdrew for the from this week's tournament, kind of last minute. So, uh, I he didn't go real deep last weekend in the match play, but I don't know what that really matters because that's kind of a funky format. So, uh, right. <clears throat> I'm just wondering if you think he, you know, if he's still the odds-on favorite the way you thought he'd be. And Bryce, Bryson's won two tournaments this year. John is the leader in the clubhouse for all these stupid uh, stuff they give away. I guess I guess I shouldn't say stupid, John. It's tens of millions of dollars, but not, yeah, it's a lot of money. Uh, history history doesn't care. Uh, your bank account might, but uh, not, not sure anybody's going to get too excited about uh, anything except majors. So, so at least there, there's two names. Uh, you want to throw any other names into the hat? Uh, I mean, the usual, Justin Thomas. Okay, I, I think I would. I think I'd take the under on Thomas because not too often does a guy win the Players and Masters the same year. True. Uh, uh, Webb Simpson's been playing pretty decent. Okay. Um, you know, you never know with guys like Kepka. His health, his right mental status. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't necessarily been playing very good, but he's a he's a he's a gamer, man. You put him in a in a major big event, and he seems to kick his gear and his game into another gear. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be the Masters, man. It's gonna be awesome. It's okay, be entertaining. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be the same old, same old, where we have four or five guys that are you know within. A couple of strokes going into um, the back night on Sunday, and we're going to buckle up and get the popcorn out. Okay. Um, okay. What? What? What would you? Uh, where would your money be on Jordan Spieth? I just don't know. I mean, he's playing a lot better, and he's right, but he's still not winning. So no, it's it's hard to say. You know, it's hard to pick him to win when he hasn't won yet. Yeah. Um, but maybe this is the one that gets him over the edge. But, you know, I, I would expect him to be a contender, a top 10 for sure. Okay. So so we, we might expect you when we do our draft to, to pick Jordan if he's available in the fourth round, huh? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. You don't want to tip your hand too much, right, John? Yeah. No. Well, yeah, Jordan, when I turned the golf on yesterday afternoon, was the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, I guess they went by him yesterday afternoon later, but he uh, started with a, with a good round. So uh, 
He's played really well, a lot of top tens, top fives early this year. And for those of you who have forgotten, he was the wonder kind of, uh, of golf for a year when he tried to win all four tournaments, all, all four yeah. majors uh, one year. And he's won three majors. And uh, uh, so he, uh, but he's struggled the last three years uh, finding his form. So uh, he, he's... Uh, there for there are a couple of years in a row it looked like he was they were going to talk about him owning the masters john yeah and 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 having won the one year the next year with a big lead he hits the ball in the water on 12 and hasn't really been seen since so yeah that is true yeah. he has uh and matter of fact he hadn't really done much in any event since so right um, yeah he's got a new coach got some things figured out maybe potentially so okay be so, good to see him back in the top all right so so there you go we got lot, lots of sports to watch this next week uh the final four baseball the masters uh by the time we come back next friday and we'll all be we'll, we'll be psyched up next friday morning right yeah always always excited for uh masters weekend okay well, there you go, John. We put the wraps on another one, and uh, we'll, we'll watch and see if the Berminator, who has told me that he knows nothing about basketball, uh, being a, a, a slow uh, five foot ten guy in high school, but basketball was not his game. Can you imagine that? Okay. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. There, there, there are a lot of those in Indiana, and they all think they can play basketball, John. What's that? Was that a shot? No. Okay. You're more, you're taller than five ten. Yeah, but I was slow. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we all, John? <laughs> okay. So so there you go. Uh, that's us for another week, and uh, we'll uh, we'll push on, right, John? Have a good push one. On. Have a good one on all your your eighty degree days while I'm sitting here freezing, worried about snow flurries. I will. I'll stay loose on the driving range for you. Okay. Thank you, John. I, I, I appreciate that. Feel really good. All right. Bye, bro.